Hi there. How's your week been? I've got a brilliant guest today. This was a really inspiring interview. Today's guest is Jasmine Wick-Steven. She's the founder of Brighton-based PR firm, The Known Company. And she also has her own vegan skincare brand called Face. And that's F-A-A-C-E. Do check it out. They're very prescriptive masks. So far, she has one for periods, tired and sweaty, which has come in really useful during the recent heat wave here in the UK. I found this conversation really refreshing because Jasmine completely rubbishes the concept of having it all. For me, that's a construct, a myth created just to make women work harder, I feel personally. But let me know what you think. Jasmine says, as a woman, I don't think you can have it all. Just know that you're doing your best. So please check this out. She's very honest about how childbirth changed her entire life. Also, Jasmine and Face are doing a giveaway. For one lucky Beauty Me listener, you're going to get one of each of the masks. So you'll get period, sweaty and tired. It's open to my listeners in the UK and the US. So I really hope you guys get on board. If you want to enter the competition head to Beauty Me Podcast on Instagram to find out how. If you are hearing this after Thursday the 20th of August, then sorry, the competition has closed. Thanks for listening. I hope you love it. Welcome to the Beauty Me Podcast. My name's Sharice Kenyon and I've been writing about beauty for around 15 years. During that time, I've heard so many stories about how we approach beauty, our routines and the traditions that make us who we are. I wanted to create a space where I could discuss these rituals further with people from around the world. For me, it's all about beauty without the BS. Dad, my husband and I would get up, don't tend to have breakfast, but have like a decent coffee, loving a bit of the um, grind that you can get on like subscription now. So that's been oh, okay. good. Um, and then, yeah, just following that, it will just be a case of like playing with Frank for a bit, checking emails. Dan and I really kind of try and give one of us, like one of us have full attention on Frank so that he like has that and doesn't sort of feel too weird, especially through everything that's been going on. Mm. Um, while the other one just kind of either showers or does a bit of work, catches up on emails, that type of thing. And then, yeah, I mean, obviously like the last few months it's been quite different because whereas before I would have been sort of here, there and everywhere up in London sort of half the week in the office, the other half, or maybe somewhere else to meet somebody. Um, during the last few months it's just been really about kind of like cracking on and getting through the day and mm. you know back-to-back zooms with clients with journalists or or whatever it is you know um suppliers for face and just trying to manage the workload um and then dan's like the cook i don't really i have no interest in cooking so not even I, during lockdown you no haven't. so i only really eat when dan gives me food which is quite a lot to be honest like definitely put on the lockdown pounds like everybody else oh, God, and, yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah and then dan will just like serve up some lunch in front of me usually when i'm like halfway through a call or something and i can just see it there getting cold Aww. ready to go and then yeah like um we'll have um so more recently we've had like my mum come over or um my mother-in-law come over as you saw this morning to take Frank out and just you know give him a bit of sort of outside time and um yeah it's like it's not particularly exciting it's just very much like head down get Mm. on with everything you know we're working with quite a few brands that know now the team have sort of started to come back off furlough which is really exciting so it's just been a lot of you know managing them managing Mm -hmm. the projects and then just trying to sort of push forward everything that we're doing with face as much as we can as well it sounds like a mile a minute for you yes exactly I do like people to like take me through is there what aspect of the day is there a time that you are spending on yourself because you seem to have like 
a very intuitive relationship with your husband about, you know, who takes care of Frank, etc. But yeah. Is there any time for you in the morning that you're doing anything like it's like? So, so do you know, you? I find that really, really hard. Like I'll always prioritise doing something for the business or for Frank and then possibly in that order then Dan, unfortunately. And then myself is always like so last. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, if I remember to shave my legs and armpits, like I feel like I'm winning. Good- like I'm not <laughs> going to lie. It, you know, I sh- like shower every day. Mm-hmm. If I have a Zoom, I'll put on like bare minimum of makeup, mm-hmm. you know whack on a face mask genuinely brush my teeth and it's like pretty much me for Mm. the day Mm. um I have started to like try and work on that a bit more you know you know I've tried a bit of meditation like everybody else throughout this period how do you find it like I actually loved it I really got into it I got to like day 30 of like you know the little calm app course thing that you do for beginners and I, I loved it but then when I felt like I'd almost achieved that milestone when it came to then me trying to find that time to do it myself haven't done it. Um, I started to like see a physio about my back. So I'm quite round shouldered and I really just wanted to like correct my posture a bit, just being aware that that could cause me problems in the long term again. Yeah. Just like, you know, started really well for the first few weeks. And then I think anything that's to do with me, I'll always mm. just deprioritize if I'm being honest. Have, do you think, can you remember a time when you weren't like that or have you just always been like that? No, I think when I was younger, I used to be like big on my fake tan and (laughs) like Thursday night would be like my weekend preparation night. And like, you know, I was definitely much more into the way I looked then and like really cared about kind of like self-care in that sense in terms of like beauty. I've never been into exercise. I can't say that I've ever like spent time on on that and I've never been into cooking. So I do just tend Mm. to eat a bit whatever, you know most things I'm not like a fussy eater but also not yeah. overly conscious about being healthy or certainly not vegetarian or vegan or anything mm, like that mm. um so yeah I think apart from like maybe I was massively you know much more into beauty I think that was like the biggest shift for me when I had Frank is probably when it started when I sort of mm. first completely fell off the wagon <laughs> was just like you know he he's always been a bad sleeper we actually just had a sleep coach come and help us for the last month just digitally and it's been amazing like now he um sleeps through the night and has done for a month like literally changed our lives so anyone that's got a bad sleeping kid out there that's dubious about these things like the best money I've ever spent bit of a side note yeah yeah but um so yeah when he when he first came along and was sleeping really badly like I wouldn't even brush my teeth some nights because Mm. I'd be so exhausted let alone you know tan or Mm. or shave (laughs) or you know I I used to be really into like coloring my hair like baby pink and all those things that like take time just wouldn't even do anything like that I mean like I'd say my roots are bad because of lockdown but my roots are always bad so you know <laughs> they're just extra bad now I love it you're just keeping it real though yeah. because it's like you're kind of shattering that I think there's a lot of pressure on women that there's that whole you can have it all oh god I say that all that every time I get interviewed about anything to do with my life the one thing I always try and bring up is literally that that I think there's so much pressure on women to to have it all and I actually like it's quite probably a controversial thing for me to say but I actually don't think that women can I think whenever you're really giving something your rule then it comes at the sacrifice of something else so you know like I didn't take maternity I found out I was pregnant with Frank pretty much the same time when I set up known so I do feel like it's taken um 
us longer to really have like a really close bond because I didn't take that time and I kind of now we have I kind of realized that so it's not like I had depression or anything but Mm -hmm. I just didn't invest that time because I was investing so much into my work Mm -hmm. and I think you know I think that 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 is the challenge as a woman I don't think you can have it all I think whatever you're really giving your heart and soul to means that you know something else has to give a little bit and that's something that you have to really work hard at Mm. so it's more about acceptance instead of chasing having it all because I'm like do you have to have it all anyway like you can just be good yeah you know? exactly exactly and just know that like you're doing the best job you can at that thing at that time and then maybe in a couple of months time or even a couple of days time then you can put your focus in something else you know I think um yeah I think that that's where a lot of women feel really end up feeling quite bad about themselves because they just are trying to be the best version of everything be the best mum that they can be the best colleague that they can and I just don't think I think that's a lot of pressure and not always a real like realistic thing to aim for Mm. I think lockdown has taught everyone to just like do what you can okay like get through today yeah what's essential and then tomorrow you know no one is taking notes no exactly (laughs) exactly I I very much live my day like my day-to-day like that I don't really try and think too far in advance because there is so much going on Mm. I think that would be too overwhelming to almost think about even like what are all the things I've got to achieve next week I kind of just try and look at it day by day like what would be really good to achieve today oh okay like today super cool talking to you that's amazing Mm. and then this afternoon you know I'm really going to try and put the effort into my known work and then tonight it'll be something for face like we're working on some new products at the moment so that's on my list that I really need to kind of look at the nitty-gritty of where Mm. we've got to with the formulation and think about okay how's that going to move forward and then if I've achieved all of those things today then today's been a really good day how do you feel if you don't manage to achieve those things yeah I think like 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 everybody you have down and down days where you wake up and you just don't feel motivated when you have got a lot on or you feel bad because like you might have noticed then all the things that I mentioned there was not one mention of Frank and Frank's my son and should be my priority so it wouldn't be natural of me if I didn't then the next day think oh I feel a bit bad about that I really mm. want to invest some time in him today and in in, in that relationship mm-hmm. so it's again it's that like the juggle of trying to then you know do everything in a week that also makes you feel good about yourself and the people that you you care about Mm. I'm being really nosy here but then (laughs) where does your relationship fit in after yeah I think um luckily because Dan works in a similar industry to me and because face has been a partnership between us he's extremely understanding of everything that I do have on and would never kind of make me feel guilty or put pressure on me to sort of prioritize our relationship we've we've been together for eight years and I think we're we're solid in that we know that maybe at the moment us kind of spending time on being together and you know being romantic isn't the priority actually the priority is really doing a great job at face together making sure that everything is working well at known and making sure that Frank's well loved and cared for and then you know we'll perhaps when all of this um, you know, when lockdown is a bit more, you know, less scary, etc. Then we might go on a holiday together. We mm. might like then take three days to go away, just us, and have a really great time. And remember that we are a couple in our own right mm. as well. But it's not like essential that that happens because I think we both understand the situation that we're in and the, the phase that we're in within our lives right now. Do you think you rely a lot on communication then? Like you're good communicators. Yeah, I think so. I think you you have to really say if. You know, if you are feeling a bit neglected or or even like, um, you know, I've been feeling quite funny recently because 
my my dad died three years ago and it was father's day and it was also Mm. his birthday the same weekend and whenever it is a time I mean obviously I'm sad about that all the time but whenever it's a time like that that's heightened I think it's really important that I say and you know whether not just to Dan but to anyone that I'm coming into contact with almost even like more random people I feel like it's important that you let people know what you've got going on because how can they understand then if you're not firing at all cylinders if you're not being your normal happy chatty self if you don't tell people what's going on for you personally I don't mean like you know burden them with it yeah but just like mention it in passing if someone asks you like how are you just be like well actually i'm I'm feeling a bit down today because like blah 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 and then you move on i just i just prefer prefer that i know that's not for everybody Mm. but i just prefer that kind of um like open and honest approach Mm. with like communication with everyone because then i think people can then compensate for you and understand you better which then makes for better relationships 100 percent. like i do that in my marriage like I'll just say I might say I'm in a bad mood I don't know why yeah or I'm <laughs> in a sad mood I don't know why yeah but this is the situation and also like you say even potentially with random people or say someone you know just on Instagram yeah hey how are you because there's I think even through lockdown and then through Black Lives Matter there's been a lot of checking in yeah and I'll be like I'm not good. Yeah. I'm really sad, actually. I've just seen one too many things. Instead of saying, yeah, good, how are you? And yeah. Because what's flipping. the point? Yeah. yeah. Why Why even try having this relationship if you're not going to be honest? Yeah, exactly. I definitely want to get on to how you started Face. Mm-hmm. But just tell me a little bit about your background in the beauty industry. I studied um, English Immediate Uni and I didn't even really know what PR was then. And um I, my um, uncle had connections with Paul Costello so I got some work experience in fashion PR and also at the time I was doing like um, I thought I wanted to be a journalist you see so then I did like a short course in sort of fashion journalism at the London College of Fashion and I just sort of realised that um, as much as I love buying clothes like the fashion world just wasn't for me it's not the same thing not the same thing at all it just wasn't uh, uh, like for me at all um, I'd always had like a kind of natural like genuine interest in beauty anyway like a lot of women Um but yeah, so I, I kind of like felt from the work experience that like PR was quite interesting, that it, maybe it was kind of similar to journalism, but but different and could be something that I could enjoy doing. And then I was working in a pub and um, this lady came in and she was like, oh my God, you look like Louise Redknapp. She was like, <laughs> she's like, she's now a really good friend of mine. She's from Croydon. She's like oh, yeah. tiny, but just like like pocket rocket. Yeah. Just like, I was like, oh my God, who the hell is this person? Anyway, she took me under her wing, decided she was going to give me a job at her beauty, like it wasn't her beauty PR company, but one that she worked at. Okay. And it just sort of like happened to me by accident. So I worked <laughs> there for a couple of years. It was like bonkers, so fast paced. We worked with like mm. so many brands. There were so little of us, mm. but it just didn't put me off. Like I just absolutely loved mm. it. I loved the late nights and the thrill and the fast pace of it. I loved that I got to write, but I also got to learn about beauty products and it just like really ticked a lot of boxes for me. And then, so then that was it really just from there. And then I just sort of progressed through my PR career after every couple of years when I'd sort of felt like from that business, I've sort of got out of it what I can. I would look for the next role and the next role until I could just sort of really upskill in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when my last sort of employed job um, was at Scene doing global PR, which again was just like amazing. I absolutely loved it there and um, probably would have stayed if it wasn't sort of for my personal circumstances. So what what happens? Um, yeah, basically my... Um, my dad got really sick. He was dying. And so he was living in Eastbourne. I was living in Brighton and um, scene was in London. So I was 
commuting to London full time, then going to Eastbourne every weekend to see him. Mm. And it was just a lot, really. I just didn't really have enough time to do it all. And um, at the same time, the business was being restructured and I had an opportunity to take another role um, or take voluntary redundancy, which I don't think I would have ever in a million years considered I don't mm. think they thought I was going to consider mm -hmm. but just because of everything that was going on with my dad it just felt like actually okay maybe this is a good opportunity for me to stop and you know like we weren't um it's not like I had to necessarily earn like loads of money to afford our bills and all of that so it was just like okay maybe I can just stop and mm. sort of spend time like with my dad and focus on that and so yeah I took voluntary redundancy And then my sister's a solicitor and um, my husband's a designer. And so they were both like, right, we're just going to help you get set up as a freelancer, but you might as well do it in the proper way. So Dan was like, right, I'm just going to create your brand for you. He came up with no, he did the website, he did everything. And Lily was like, right, I'm just going to set you up as a limited company, do all this for you. Oh so they just, God, did it for, they just did it for me, really. Because, you know, as you can imagine, like my headspace wasn't massively yeah, focused yeah. on my career at that time. Yeah. And then it was just really, really fortunate through like some lovely connections that I have within beauty. Some opportunities came up for me to work directly with brands as opposed to four other agencies. And then again, it just sort of happened organic, uh, accidentally, organically, mm. that I ended up having three clients as opposed to having, you know, like freelance work. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. then known was sort of born as a business as opposed to just me wow. being, working as an independent person. And um, yeah, and then straight away I found out I was pregnant and I was like, oh, <laughs> Sugar, I was going to say, I can't swear, sorry. You can say what you like. Oh, yeah, shit. Um, <laughs> um, how am I going to, like, I don't want to lose these brands. I've just mm. won, I've just won their trust. I'm like, I'm trying to like really like build something here. Mm. If I tell them I'm pregnant, they're just going to think I'm going to be like flaky and mm. rubbish. And so, Which is, out, it's wrong anyway. Yeah, is but it? you know, you just but, think yeah. the worst. And then, um, yeah, and then I had to sort of then sort of take on my first employee, even though we weren't really ready, because I wanted to, to be able to say to them, right, look, I'm pregnant. You know, I'm very upfront and honest as a person, and um, I didn't want to, like, try and conceal it for them mm. from them mm. for very long. So I recruited the help of somebody else so that I could say, right, I'm, I'm pregnant, but no one's still going to continue. I've got this great person who's working alongside me. And then, to be honest, the business then just carried on growing. I was turning up to meetings. I, I remember I won like a really big like global brand and I was really heavily pregnant. And the global PR manager was like, oh, we, we love you guys. Like, we really want you to work with us, but we are worried. Like, you know, you're obviously massively pregnant. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to take maternity leave anyway. Like, I don't think you can. I, I wasn't ever particularly maternal. Um, mm. haven't really had like huge amount of involvement with babies in my life. Mm. Whilst I've got a massive family and there's been loads of babies, I'm the one that's always like, you know, starts to play with them when they're like three or four yeah. Yeah, and yeah. not the baby holder yeah, yeah, um yeah. so I didn't really have a clue what it was actually going to be like having a baby so oh. I was like in my mind I was like I'll just work like my mum really wants to help my mother-in-law really wants to help I've lucky I've got an amazing network like you know my husband's going to be really hands-on like it'll be fine and actually mm. that's what ended up happening I did just then carry on working you know it was funny my team used to come around here sit with me while I was like had my breast pump on and like they'd be like you know running through like a meeting with me and I'd just be sitting there like uh, uh, just like you sort of I think once you've given birth you sort of lose a lot of um, inhibitions anyway and, yeah. and you're so sort of sleep deprived that you just don't really care that you're sat there in your pajamas like bad breath and your boobs out <laughs> I love um, it so that's, that's really what happened it sounds like your personality or there's something about you that makes you able to just go with the flow 
Yeah, I think like I'm really ambitious and I'm really driven. And I think I do sort of know deep down that if I really try hard at something, it will work out okay. And not because necessarily I'm like the cleverest person in the world, but just because I work really hard. And so I'll always try and solve a problem until I can get the job done well. It's just quite kind of like in my nature. And I think that's why mm. I've always done well at PR because that's essentially a big part of the job. It's just like, you know, problem solving and relentlessly working at things until you can get successful yeah. results. So I think... I think it's just kind of that. And then also, you know, like probably like my husband and my friends would disagree, but I'm, I'm relatively laid back. I don't like, you know, <laughs> mind if things change last minute yeah. or or I'm and I'm guilty of always changing things up last minute. You know, <laughs> when my husband first joined our family, he used to joke that we all just like to make like big life decisions in five minutes. And he's a real like like completely different to mm. that so he's had to like switch up his mindset now and mm. yeah we might all go around for sunday roast and book a cruise and that just might happen like <laughs> even though we can't afford it and it's going on the credit card it might yeah. if we all think it's a good idea we'll just make those yeah. decisions in five minutes because it's fun and why not <laughs> and um i think yeah i think my my dad had like loads and loads of businesses and was bankrupt loads of times but then built himself up again yeah. and um i think like I guess subconsciously that's probably quite inspirational for me that not being afraid to fail being and not being afraid to put the effort in to like do what you want to do and do it for yourself so I guess without kind of whilst I didn't necessarily have dreams of running my own businesses I mm. guess maybe that's partly why I'm actually quite good at it <laughs> I love that it's like you're so adaptable and if something doesn't work it's not the end of the world and I think a lot of us when it comes to starting a business or just starting something of your own, there's so much fear and that what if, because yeah. failure is the worst thing. But actually, you're meant to get used to failure because then yeah. you just deal with it. And eventually, hopefully, the, fa the failure yeah. part will stop. Yeah, I think you have to be good at convincing yourself as well that whatever you decided and whatever you did is okay. Like, you know, like, oh, I made that decision and this is the result of it, but I made that decision for the right reasons at the right time and and that's okay, even if it didn't 100% work out as mm. you planned. Mm. So tell me about how all of this led to face yeah so a big part of what I was what I was doing with known and had done previously in my career was kind of consultancy for brands so helping them develop their story helping them helping them develop what their kind of unique selling point was in the marketplace and and a lot of kind of like smaller brands would really come to us for that consultancy so not just sort of traditional PR and so I guess I kind of realized that like maybe I was quite good at that or even if I wasn't personally I also had like an amazing team of people around me that were really good at that mm. and so like maybe all together there was an opportunity to come up with something cool and then also my husband's um a designer he does beauty brands and all sorts of things like that so between us there was kind of like that skill set available and um without a cost attached if you mm. see what I mean and then like I said before you know things did really change for me in my beauty routine when I had Frank and at that time whilst I'd kind of always known that I would like to do something for myself there wasn't really a right time and funnily enough even though that was when I was like really busy with known and busy being a new mum it was almost like that gave me more drive and more determination and also I guess at that time I just sort of saw a bit of a gap of how I was just finding it so unrealistic to use all those beautiful skincare products in the way that we were being you know told to do especially yeah. at that time a couple of years ago it was really about kind of layering lots of different oh, skincare gosh, 10 steps five steps exactly yeah. exactly and so I just sort of saw that maybe there was a little bit of a gap there that could be filled of something that was a bit more straight up mm -hmm. and also like I'm quite 
straight up in, in myself naturally. And so like the, the brand sort of concept felt quite um, right for me to something for something, you know, if you are taking something to market, you want to be able to genuinely be passionate about it to genuinely like you can't work the hours on on it that it takes yeah. to make it successful if you're not like going to be massively yeah, into yeah. it yourself. And so, yeah, it just kind of came about like that, really. Just, you know, not necessarily because of one thing. It's not like, I always say it's not like because I had, you know, really bad acne and I found a miracle cure. Mm. It was more just like, okay, I've got this amazing resource around me that I can call on. Like, I've maybe got a skill set that I can apply. Dan's got a skill set that he can apply. Plus, I'm seeing, like, this is a bit unrealistic for me, like, right now within skin. Let's, like, Mm. look at that. You know, so it was just, like, a lot of inspiration from a lot of places. Like, tired face, obviously, being a new mum, talked to me perfectly. But then period face was, um, I work in an all-female office, and (laughs) we're all just obsessed with our periods. We're always talking about our periods. And we we were all at the point where our periods were in sync. And, like, so strange. Like, it's kind of cool, but weird. Like, it's just... And so, you know, it was actually one of my colleagues we were, you know, who came up with the idea of like specifically the period concept of like skin mm-hmm. skincare for your period. Mm. And I just love that because again, for me, my period's really disruptive to my skin. And so mm, I was like, okay, that speaks to me really well. Like if I could just grab for one thing that's really easy that mm. I could use at the time when I actually can't be bothered to do anything, like that's so got to be true. pretty dreamy. And so again, the, the, the sort of concept just came from all those things and thinking about, okay, I'm, I'm like a new mum. I'm completely fallen off the wagon. When I'm on my period, I can't be asked. Like, okay, mm. maybe there are a load of like key moments in your life when actually your skin really needs some more TLC, but they're the points when you can least be bothered to give it yeah. to it. And so the sort of story of the brand just was kind of developing away from lots of different bits of inspiration, lots of, you know, beauty journalists, lots of makeup artists, and um, beauty influencers, uh, aromatherapists, like lots of people ha- influenced it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, because again, for me, it was a massive leap of faith to put something out there that was from me and, and everyone else, you know, but ultimately me. Yeah. It would be em- embarrassing for me if it was rubbish. It would be, I just, you know, I just... You've got to believe it. got to believe it. And so it was almost as well, like every time I thought that maybe we had a good idea, whether that was the formulation, the fragrance, the consistency, the packaging, the way we tell the story of the brand, literally every single facet of it was tested in, a, in as much as we did loads of research to see if it was unique. We ran it by all these experts within kind of beauty. We got loads of people to test it so that it wasn't just about like me and my opinion or my yeah, ego. The passion it was, project. Yeah, yeah, it was actually about something that okay, I was getting really great feedback that back that people with hormonal breakouts were saying it does pacify it. I was like, okay, fine. You know, because for me being so close to it, I could try it on myself mm. a million times and I would never think it was good enough. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. I, you, know, I, you know, I would be expecting a miracle. Whereas like having all these other people feed in just made me feel like, okay, we're on something good and we can launch it with real confidence. And what's the third? There's tired period. Sweaty is the third. Yeah, tell me about sweaty. <laughs> yeah, so again, to be honest, it was us about, it was really, you know, when we first came up with, up with the concept of speaking to different faces and tired and period, there were so many faces that we wanted to launch, you know, um, hungover face, like plain face, anxious face, like you could go on and on and on. But then actually, when we got into the nitty gritty of the formulations, we sort of soon realized that your skin goes through a lot of the same things during those types of kind of life scenarios. So, you know, like hangover face is really tired face, for example, mm. or plain face is kind of the same. It's like dehydrated face, etc. 
so then when we started we could like we then were able to kind of pinpoint actually like three main faces okay. um to launch with and sweaty whilst i'm not really into exercise to be honest it just felt like the the missing piece of the puzzle in terms of pe- speaking to people about what they like to do within their lives you mm-hmm. know like tired most people can relate to that mm-hmm. at some point like most of us work too hard or stay up too late watching netflix or whatever you know for whatever reason mm. we all have moments of tired period obviously speaks to people that are impacted by their period on their skin and then it was like okay sweaty just felt like the missing piece in terms of being you know being able to speak to people that live an active lifestyle or equally actually just suffer with kind of like a sweaty face yeah. and again it was also about trying to tackle real concerns that real people have that maybe are slightly more taboo especially for women like most women don't like to admit that they're sweat that they sweat and they're sweaty Mm. which is ridiculous and most not most but some women don't you know necessarily want to talk openly about their periods it's still oh god no it's still very yeah yeah. and so I think it was also about that that there was an there was an opportunity to actually almost like be a tiny bit dare I say it empowering Mm. with like actually it's quite I quite like the idea of having something for your sweat or for your period Mm. that actually looks really chic Mm -hmm. that you would want to put on your bathroom shelf because why should you not yeah and like own it it? a bit like yeah yeah, I've got a sweaty face so what you know yeah Um, I love it which is kind of how it all sort of came together I think you're part of the conversation and I really think it does work like I've I waited for my period to come along <laughs> and used it and I loved it. It definitely calms the skin. Yeah. It's got that inflammation is gone because um, I'm a very hormonal around the jawline yeah, same. and chin. And yeah, I just whacked loads of it on. I love the texture was different. It wasn't what I was expecting. No. It's kind of like a looser kind of jelly <clears throat> texture. Yeah. We but say- it dries down pretty quickly and... That's exactly it. I'm really like, it's so nice for me to hear you describe it of how I want it to be mm. like perceived because that's exactly how it was designed. Like it, we sort of say it's a bit like um, a sheet mask without the sheet. It's kind of like that. Like, it's it like gives, the residue that yeah, you want to get it, out. Yeah. It gives you that like really fast fix, like instant boost of whatever it's going to give mm, you, mm. like sinks into the skin super fast. Because yeah. again, it was all about, right, we want these products to be able to be used in real life. So you know, if you are at the gym or you are like obviously at the moment on your Zoom call, mm. you're not necessarily going to sit there with a like a green clay yeah. mask on, yeah. as efficacious as that might be for yeah, a certain yeah, skin yeah. type. Yeah. So it's also about like just thinking about how you can like use these yeah. really easily. You could use it on a plane if you were going to go on one. Yeah. You could use it after <laughs> the gym, you know, in front of everyone and leave the gym and not worry that you've got like yeah. all this stuff on your face, but still get like the efficacy from mm. it. And that- I love the fragrance. It's like soothing it's got lavender in it hasn't yeah, it like, yeah yeah I really like it so you mentioned you might be work well you are working on some other formulations is there anything you can kind of give us hints about yeah so we are developing um a couple of new products at the moment I can say that one's a cleanser which is really exciting so it's been formulated to complement the three masks um taking some of the sort of hero actors from each and um also really just due to a bit of feedback in terms of a lot of people like love using the masks as an overnight treatment that's definitely how I like to use them but they do kind of leave like a little bit of residue that's almost like um you could peel it yeah like (laughs) like one of my friends says it's like a like a little little worm on your face and I was like yeah I kind of get that yeah so we wanted to make sure that I kind of knew that we wanted to do a cleanser but we've also made sure that the way the cleanser has been formulated is that it will give a little bit of gentle exfoliation Mm -hmm. to really kind of be you know like a good sort of partner to the mask Mm -hmm. and then 
we're launching another product as well um, a little bit later on in the year, which um, I can't say exactly what, just in case it doesn't all come off. You mm-hmm. know what it's like. Um, but it will be kind of tackling another sort of, I guess, taboo topic, which is really important for me because mm. it's not just about creating great products, but also like let's shine a light on issues and, and concerns that maybe people don't feel totally comfortable mm. talking about. Okay, we'll have a catch up about that. Yeah. <laughs> another time. Yeah, definitely. Usually I end the episode with this one question, but um, with you, I don't know if you even have the time amongst your (laughs) schedule, but I just love to know, like, is there a time when you feel you're most beautiful or is that on hold right now while you do all these other Um, things? I don't know if I ever really do feel amazingly beautiful. Mm. Funnily enough, I I got asked a, a similar question for a written interview the other day and I was thinking about it. And I kind of felt like I wanted to say, but I deleted it and I don't mm. really know why. Is that I felt definitely a lot prettier in my 20s, mm-hmm. but I feel a lot more confident in my 30s. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's maybe because really for me, what makes me feel good about myself isn't how sort of beautiful I look or how I feel I look. It's more about like me feeling more comfortable in my own skin, mm-hmm. being like proud of my achievements, proud of like my relationship with my son and things like that. So... Mm-hmm. I know that doesn't exactly answer the question, but it's kind of like that's what that question sort of means to me a bit more. It's not about what you see in the mirror. Yeah. Um, So I totally get... I mean, a new outfit does help. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Take a minute to like, subscribe, perhaps share the episode with someone that you think will be interested. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast, or you can follow my personal account, which is at Sharice.Kenyon. Feel free to slide into the DMs with any feedback or suggestions for future guests, and I'll see you next week.